0: Auto Plaza Direct. King's Court starts now.
1: But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around.
0: St. Louis and all points, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in on this hump day to the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court, right here on com. I'm Kevin Slayton, and we welcome you in, as always, to the live show. The podcast, of course, will be on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and right here on our website, kevinslaytonshow.com, where you get the unvarnished truth every day, backed by facts and evidence. You don't get that anywhere else, but you get it here daily. It's your daily dose of the truth. Look at it that way. Now, we often use, and almost always use, other people's words to indict them. It doesn't have to come from us. It doesn't have to be our opinion that so-and-so is a liar, so-and-so is a thief, so-and-so is a crook, so-and-so is a criminal. It, they do it themselves. And that's the beauty of what we do. You can't refute it facts and evidence facts and evidence we also allow you to take part other shows do not allow you to take part we welcome your thoughts hopefully you've got it backed up with facts and evidence but we'll let you know if you don't 636-348-4460 636-348-4460 and you can join in the show at any time that you so desire. Our good friends at Monster Energy Drink love kicking off the day like I do with a nice cold can of Monster Energy Drink. Now, I drink the Zero Ultra, which is zero sugar, 10 calories, 6 carbs, and away I go. I will be at my best, at the top of my game, with the most badass energy drink on the planet. It'll give me that boost of energy that I need, that punch of energy. I know that I'm joining in with all of the athletes, all of the events that Monster Energy is a part of, and the Monster Energy Drink logo, when you see it at an event, you know it's going to be fun. You know they're going to throw parties. You know they're going to turn the coolest events they can think of into reality. They might bring your favorite band to your hometown. It might be an athlete that they're sponsoring or a sporting event. It might be just the scene that they support, but it's going to be fun. Because at Monster Energy, they are unleashing the beast, as I do every day with my ice-cold can of Zero Ultra. Monster Energy drink. If you want to get a step and a leg up on the other people, on the competition, that's the way to go. Well, there's all kinds of things going on in this crazy country we live in, and it is crazy. It is not the country that you grew up in or I grew up in or anybody grew up in. If you can even imagine this, and really what we ought to advise everyone is to raise vegetables, plant vegetables, but quit electing them. And in New York City, they elected a vegetable as mayor. Eric Adams is a vegetable. This guy is so stupid. It scares you that he was high up in the police department, doesn't it? That he was in charge of (laughs) protecting people and New York City? I mean, he wasn't the chief, I don't think. But he went from the police department to mayor. He is a vegetable. He has now, after claiming that he's a sanctuary city and being so proud of it, of course, the same with all of the rest of them, San Francisco, Chicago, all of them, they were all screaming and yelling how they were sanctuary cities. And if you were not, by the way, you were some sort of racist and bigot. And you certainly weren't tolerant The truth is, every one of them that screamed and yelled how they were such great sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, Gavin Newsom declared California. While they were screaming that, they, in their wildest imagination, never believed the day would come when they'd actually have to back it up. No way, they thought, governors like Abbott and DeSantis and others would send these illegal alien criminals, in many cases, to their cities or states, and that they would have to accept them. And now that they have to, it's a big oopsie. We don't want them. Wait a minute, I thought you were so tolerant and so sanctuarious. How about that word? So Eric Adams has now decided that he will boot New York City school students. That's right, kids whose parents pay taxes, who attend public schools right outside of Brooklyn, out of their school in order to house nearly 2,000 illegal aliens who are here illegally, who are getting free food, free transportation, free lodging. Now their lodging is your school. Where's your kid? Your kid's forced to go home. So let's say you're a two-parent family that works, and you have two kids, typical family, typical American family, right, family of four, Kids are in that school. You now have to find daycare or stay home from work. And most people can't do that. And you have to find it on a moment's notice. And what about the aftercare? What about kids regressing in school because they were doing at-home learning during the bogus COVID scare Didn't that teach anybody something about learning from home? Unless you're homeschooled, but these kids are not going to be homeschooled. They're going to be back on the computer. Taxpayers fund $45,000 plus per pupil at that school. (laughs) Let's make room for the criminals and the illegals. They're all criminals. Every one of them is a criminal because they're here illegally. Some of them have rap sheets as long as your arm. And let's kick the kids out of school in New York and put the criminals in the school. I just want to bang my head against the wall when I hear this kind of stuff. I like to read several books at a time. One of the ones I'm reading now is Bill O'Reilly's latest Killing the Witches, the Salem witch trials, the Salem craziness that went on back in those days. When all you had to do was accuse somebody and... They put you on trial. You had no defense. You couldn't make a defense. Couldn't call witnesses. What a country. That's how we were born. And you say to yourself, well, this can't even be true. You know, not, Nobody's that stupid where you would allow some nitwit over here who doesn't like you to claim you're a witch. And then just because they say that and they jump into convulsions and act out, you're arrested and tried and if convicted, hung. And you can't present a defense. You can't have witnesses come convi- in. What? And then I watch New York City and I say, this can't be true either. Nobody kicks kids out of school to make room for criminals to be housed. And yet that's exactly what's going on. We've come full circle from the from the Plymouth Witch uh, or the Salem Witch Trials when we thought that couldn't possibly have happened. And then you look at today and you say, well, that can't possibly be happening. And yet it is. imagine if you were a parent I'm telling you this, this is the end result and this is the only end result of all of this liberal nonsense there is going to be violence, there are going to be killings, there's going to be bloodshed in the streets, people have a breaking point and the liberals love to push people to the breaking point and then when people hit their breaking point, the liberals point fingers at them everybody has a breaking point And when you're going to make it a collective breaking point, you're going to have a lot of violence. You're going to have a lot of resistance, a lot of fighting back. People have had it with Biden and his cronies like Eric Adams and that nitwit racist in Chicago. I have seen more black racism in the last three years than I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you've got people in charge of cities, black people, who hate white people. Just hate them with a passion. It's incredible. You've got a guy sitting in the White House who tries to pander to black people by claiming he hates white people. Only, of course, MAGA Republican white people. If you're a liberal donor, he loves you. White, black, well, he doesn't love the black. He hates black people. To me, that's the great conundrum of America today. You've got a guy, an old, dilapidated white guy, who's never been smart, ever, in his entire lifetime. He's always been a criminal. He's always been a freeloader. He's always hated black people. And yet he's convinced black people to vote for him. You go figure. Now, they're they're running away from him in droves, but there's still plenty of them who are voting for him. My dilemma in this country is that Biden gets a single vote outside of his own family. Anyone outside of his family who votes for him and people in his family only vote for him because he's enriching them criminally of course, but nonetheless they're still getting rich. But the people outside of his family who vote for him, you are criminally stupid. You do belong in a nut house in a straitjacket. There's something missing from the neck up. And it's not just absent temporarily, it's gone. You don't have it. You don't have what it takes to function as a human being if you think Joe Biden is a good dude. If you're black and you think he's for you, there's really something wrong with you. He's made it clear that he's not. If you think he has, if you're black, I'd like you to name one thing. In over 50 years of being in Washington the, in the Washington political morass that Biden has done for black people, one thing. I could wait, but you're never going to have an answer because there isn't one thing. And yet black people are victimized, and that's what I consider it victimized, because somehow or another, they're targeted every year by these liberals with all these lies and because american people tend to believe their leaders which is bizarre enough the black community believes these people that's human nature in this country by the way it's not it's not specific to the black community white people believe these liars too white people believe these lying media people it's incredible I will bet you that most of your friends and probably all of your family believe what the media tells them. If you just go ask them. Go ask your friends or your family. They'll say, well, yeah, yeah, I, I, mostly I believe it. What, what evidence do you have that you should believe the media? And people say, well, you're in the media. Well, no, I'm really not. Actually, I am the anti-media. I do the show independently. Obviously, I have sponsors. We praise God for them. But I, I only answer to sponsors. I don't answer to anyone else. I don't answer to, I don't have a boss on this show. This is a very independent show. And we call it like it is. We've been critical of President Trump. We've been critical of the liberals. We've been critical of stupid white people. We've been critical of stupid black people. Stupid people identify themselves. We don't have to be the final arbiter of who's stupid. They come forward and say, Hi, I'm stupid. Do you see me here? I'm really dumb. And it's not exclusive to Washington, but Washington is populated by 100% stupid people. You see what I just said? I said 100%. I don't think there's a smart person in Washington. And if there is, he's a coward or she's a coward. Because if they are smart, and they aren't a coward, why aren't they screaming every day at what's going on there? Every day. I've said this a hundred times. If Josh Hawley means anything he says, he should be holding a news conference every day describing the bill that he placed on Chuck Schumer's desk, and that Chuck Schumer refuses to bring it up for a vote. Every day. But he doesn't. And neither does anyone else. We've got this Epstein situation. Do you know what's going on here? I mean, our director of research uh, found all of this. And I mean, (laughs) there's a lot. Controllogarchs is a book written by Seamus Bruner. This is all about the Epstein case. These document dumps. Uh that we were led to believe was going to be some sort of client list, and I remember saying, after the first document dump from the trial, the civil trial I said, well, this this isn't a client list. These are just people named in in conjunction with him. That doesn't mean they had anything to do with it. it it could be they did, but it also could be they had nothing to do with it. They just knew him well, a lot of people knew him. doesn't mean you took part in it or that you knew about it? The one person that we do know who knew only that he hit on a young girl at Mar-a-Lago threw him out of Mar-a-Lago, threw him off the grounds, banned him from ever coming back, and that's Donald Trump. We don't know of any other stories like that. If there were some, you'd think they would be publicized. So that's where we begin today. Senator Tim Burchett has been fighting for the release of the actual client list. And and don't believe that it doesn't exist. It does. We know who has it. The FBI has it. The CIA has it. And as you'll find out here from Tim Burchett and uh, uh, Seamus Bruner, the Treasury Department has it, and so does a big bank. That's right, the client list. Now, who are these clients? Client is really a bad word for it. The pervert list. The pedophile list. That's what it is. These people are criminals. They have trafficked in human sex trafficking forever. It's a $150 billion quote-unquote industry. These are monsters, and yet they're being protected. The cover-up is in full bloom. It is done by the elite of the elite. And Senator Tim Burchett probably risking his life, says these document dumps are not satisfactory at all.
2: He said uh, uh, that I'm satisfied with this. I'm not. This is not the client list. This is the flight list, and this is, I think, a diversion. I think the cover-up continues. I don't – just somebody's word, hearsay. You know, they took files. Everybody knows they had cameras. In the testimony, it's revealed they had cameras everywhere that filmed some of these folks. Um, And I think we need to burn them, burn them all. Get the file. Get the, get the client list. That's where the evidence is. Um, and, I, and you didn't say it, but I've heard others say it, you know, having sex with children. They have sex with children. They had violence with these children. They rape these kids. This is an act of violence. It can't be tolerated. This is the apparent uh, behavior that is becoming the norm out of places like Hollywood. That's
0: Senator Tim Burchett. He's right. Let's quit. Let's quit sugarcoating it and saying, no, they had sex with children. That's bad enough. Imagine that that's sugarcoating it. But it's true. It is. (laughs) I mean, where is the client list? Who's hiding it? Is it you, Durbin? Dick Durbin? Is it you? Who's hiding it? We know the FBI has it, so we know Christopher Ray's hiding it. To protect whom? To protect himself? Is Christopher Ray on the list? The pedophile list. The CIA has it. Who are they protecting? Themselves. The bank has it. The Treasury Department has it. The Treasury Department. You'll find out why the Treasury Department has it. But Tim Burchett, a senator, this sounds like the tip of the iceberg.
2: I think it's gonna. This is the tip of the iceberg. But again, I don't think we're ever going to see it. Um, John McCain's widow. She she said in. And she's on video, audio saying this is, this was a huge thing. Everybody knew it was going on. You had an ABC reporter talking about how it was going on and who was involved. And yet it just continued to be covered up. It's covered up because the influential, the, the, uh, the, uh, the elites, the, the big money crowd, whatever you want to call it, were in control of this thing and they were, they were caught up in it. And that's why you will never hear all the names. They threw Bill Clinton out. He's a pawn. He's just a dirty old man washed up. Nobody cares about him anymore. And and again, you're not seeing any, any. Um, there's not going to be any tra- charges filed against these people.
0: Carpe diem, Senator Burchett. He's right about Clinton. He's sort of a sacrificial lamb. Nobody cares about him. Oh, Bill Clinton. Well, as if anybody didn't know he was a pervert. And no, nothing's done anyway. He's out on some island vacationing with somebody now. Uh, probably a... Bill Gates, they don't care. They know that nobody's coming for them. That's why it's imperative that Donald Trump not get elected. It's not that these people disagree with Donald Trump's policy ideas. They'd have to be retarded to disagree with them. They know that he has the goods on them. He's the one guy who's not afraid of them. They can't stand that. They have successfully scared off every other person who's an adversary to their corruption, their pedophilia, their disgusting, subversive behavior. They've scared them all off, but not him. It's hard to scare off a billionaire who's a patriot. That's a tough thing. They didn't count on that with Donald Trump. They counted on him being one of them. They counted wrong. They counted wrong, and that's why they have to get rid of them. Because if they don't, he'll expose every one of them. That list will be made public. Now, my guess is that Christopher Wray is getting ready to destroy it, or if he hasn't already. The CIA will probably do the same. So then it's going to come down to the Treasury Department and the bank. Bank records can't go away. Otherwise, somebody goes to jail. What's the kicker to all this, Senator Burchett, or oh, I'm sorry, Seamus Bruner, the author of Controlgarchs. What's the kicker to all of this?
3: J.P. Morgan Chase has admitted to the Treasury Department that they did facilitate over one billion dollars in human trafficking transfers. And guess what? You can't just you can't just transfer money to no one, and you can't receive money from no one. So J.P. Morgan Chase knows the clients, they know who transferred a billion dollars to Jeffrey Epstein, they can tell us who they are.
0: Yeah, they can. But Jamie Dimon is the guy who runs that bank. Now, what do you suppose he's going to do with it? Is he on the list? Is he one of them? Is he one of the perverts? One of the pedophiles? We're never going to know unless we see the list. But why would he be protecting it if he's not on it? I mean, if you're not on it, if you, if you know you're not one of those people, and yet you have access to the, the list of criminal pedophiles, perverts, sick people that are on it, wouldn't you want the world to know who they are? Come on, Jamie Diamond, don't you have enough money? Are you really beholden to somebody who could say, well, Jamie Diamond, if you release that list, we won't do business with you? Or is the threat more like this, Jamie Diamond, if you release that list, we'll kill you. Could that be the threat? More likely. This is what your government is all about. So the next time you think your government doesn't lie to you, you should go in the mirror, take a paddle, and smack the shit out of yourself until you're blue. Because you're so stupid, the only thing that could help you is to smack some sense into you. If you believe anything this government tells you, anything, you're a buffoon. Senator Burchett. I'll bet you Congress is compromised, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Congress, the bank, the CIA, the Treasury Department, the FBI. How about Congress, Senator?
2: Congress is compromised. We in in the public need to wake up about these dirtbags and their money. They don't care about our country. All they care about is their portfolio. And if our country gets in the way, they throw our country to to the wolves.
0: Carpe quadruple diem, Senator Burchett. I guarantee you, Senator Tim Burchett is risking his career and probably his life saying the things he's saying. These dirtbags. That's what they are. Jamie Dimon at Chase Bank is a dirtbag. Until and unless you put that out there, why would we think you're not one of the pedophiles? You have access to the list. Why would we think you're not? I believe you are, just based on the fact that you won't tell us who it is. Dick Durbin, who continually hides it. What about a dick? Dirt bags, he's right, these dirt bags and their money. They have paid and bought off every single person in Congress. They're all paid off. They're all bought. They've all sold their souls, every last one of those rotten bastards. I wouldn't vote for an incumbent if you held a gun to my head. If you don't think you need new blood in the Congress, then you're crazy. You're just as nutty as they come. And maybe the next round of people that you put in there will be the same. But then we vote them out. Keep voting them out until this changes. It's sickening. Absolutely sickening. And yet, there it is. So Seamus Bruner, Congress... And who else? Congress is compromised. The
3: highest levels of our intelligence community is compromised. I can tell you uh, at least three agencies who have the client list, the Jeffrey Epstein client list, is the FBI, for one. They raided every uh, place he kept all of this compromising material. They got hard drives and CDs and, and all of the images of uh, the people who were with the uh, Underage girls and uh, causing these violent acts, committing these violent acts. Uh, so the FBI needs to be needs to come clean on this, for one. The CIA, for two. And uh, the Treasury Department, actually, we found out just this last year uh, there was a, a trial between uh, – or it wasn't a trial. It was a lawsuit from the victims of Jeffrey Epstein. They sued the bank, J.P. Morgan, because that's who Epstein banked with. Right. And because uh, so much money was flowing into Jeffrey Epstein's account – J.P. Morgan ended up paying a huge settlement to the victims of Jeffrey Epstein uh, to avoid going to trial here. But here's what we learned just in the proceedings is that there was $1 billion. That's why this is just the tip of the iceberg. $1 billion in human trafficking payments. Quote, human trafficking, that's from the court documents.
0: Human trafficking payments. That's from the court documents in the settlement. And Jamie Dimon, who runs J.P. Morgan, is mum. He's silent. He's quiet. Cat's got his tongue. Little kitty cat. So what does that tell us about him? You can draw your own conclusions. I've drawn mine. Every one of these bastards who has access and the ability to release the list of pedophiles and criminals who've committed violent sexual acts on these young girls in my opinion, is on the list. Everyone who has access to the list and won't release it is on the list. There's no other reason not to release it. Why would anyone protect pedophiles? I mean, I've said this my entire life. The death penalty should be mandatory for rape and pedophilia. Now, you say, well, Kevin, wait a minute. You've you've never... You've always said you'd never believe the woman and you never believe the guy in a rape case. I don't. That's what evidence is for. But if the evidence, if you're a rapist, you can't be rehabilitated. There's something wrong with you. If you're a pedophile, what, are you going to send somebody to prison for 10 years and then let them back out? Really? There's something wrong with those people. There's something wrong with those people. They should be executed. Rid society of them as fast as humanly possible. Have you noticed that other than right here, and we thank our director of research for giving us this information and finding it, other than right here, even the information that we've just given you Is hidden and covered up. Do you see Fox News trying to deal with this story? I don't. If they're trying to deal with it, I've missed it. Laura Ingram loves to cackle like Kamala Harris, and she loves to run her big mouth. But I don't hear her on top of this story. She wants to tell you who she clerked for all the time, of course. Sean Hannity wants to tell you that he's a martial arts expert. I will say this, anyone who's had a hint of martial arts training, if they had a fight, I would bet on that person, not Hannity. But where are these people? Instead of trying to make people believe somehow, some way that Nikki Haley has a chance to upend Donald Trump or that DeSantis does, which is what Fox is trying to do, it's what they're trying to convince you of, why don't you actually do real journalism? You have vast amount of resources? Who are you afraid of? Are some of your people on the list? The list, not not the Epstein client list, the Epstein pedophile list, the monster list. Vicki Ward has been covering Epstein's antics for 20 years as an investigative journalist. Who's paid for Epstein's cabal crimes so far?
4: The only person who has paid a price uh, for for helping Jeffrey Epstein is Ghislaine Maxwell. And, you know, I have said again and again, where are the men? Jeffrey Epstein was enabled uh, by an ecosystem of rich, powerful men. We need to know who they are. I do think, uh, it, you know, this goes to how our country is run.
0: No question it goes to how our country's run. And who runs it? Who are these people? Wealthy beyond your dreams, of course. Marsha Blackburn is another senator who has courage. And she is fighting for this information. What do you want regarding Epstein?
5: We want the video footage from the FBI. We also want the documents around the investigation and interrogations that the FBI has conducted. It is imperative that we figure out who was involved with Jeffrey Epstein. That is the only way we're going to break apart this $150 billion a year human trafficking, sex trafficking ring, and get justice for these women and girls that have suffered, they're victims, they're survivors of these sex trafficking grains.
0: <laughs> We're never going to get justice for these girls. They've been victimized beyond belief. Underage girls raped, violently raped by these wealthy men. And they're all Protected. The cover-up is in full bloom. And there are no reporters other than people like Vicki Ward who apparently have the spine to investigate it and not let it die. A friend just texted me that uh, on mornings with Maria on the Fox Business Channel, she just had Jamie Dimon on her show about 45 minutes ago. Didn't ask him a single question. Not a single question. His bank did business, settled the lawsuit with the victim's $365 million worth. His bank had a billion dollars in human trafficking money flow through it. Human trafficking money, those words used in the court documents. And Maria asks him nothing. Not a word. (laughs) And Fox considers her one of their stars. Wow. (laughs) Where do you turn anymore? You know, in the old days, and by old days, I mean not all that long ago, you could turn to 60 Minutes. But now people like Maria Bartiromo, supposedly a star at Fox and Fox Business, She's a coward. Why is she helping Jamie Diamond cover up? Why? We know he's covering up. We know that. That's a fact. He has the information. He won't release it. And no one even asks him about it. Instead, they'll have him on and ask him about the economy and, and the Bidenomics and all this. Can you imagine that? Here's a guy who's actively participating in a cover-up of historic proportions of human sexual trafficking, and they won't even ask him about it. (laughs) I mean, this country's a farce. Not that other countries are any better. But this one's a joke. We don't even have a country. We don't have any borders. If you don't have borders, you don't have a country. So when you say you live in the United States, what what, what do you mean? Does that mean you live in Juarez or Mexico City? Because that's part of the, that's part of the United States now. We don't have a border. <laughs> We've got a defense secretary who now apparently had prostate cancer. And that's not important enough to tell his boss. And, and the, the bigger joke is that the Department of Defense secretary, responsible for overseeing our military, our security for our country, can go missing for a full week, have no communication with the President of the United States, not that anybody has communication with that vegetable. But it's, it's just a, it's a laughingstock. You have corrupt judges everywhere you turn in this country. You can't go to a courtroom and not encounter a corrupt judge. That's how bad the judiciary has been compromised in this country. It's embarrassing. It's criminal. And it's decisive in destroying this country. So whose decision was it, Major General Pat Ryder and John Kirby and LBLL, Little Black Lesbian Liar, whose decision was it to keep this cancer a secret from Biden?
6: Whose decision was it not to alert the president that the defense secretary had prostate cancer? We're providing that information to you as we've received it. Um, We received that this afternoon and and we're providing it to you now. Clearly you didn't know. The chief of staff? Did the chief of staff know? I'm not going to go into the specifics on who specifically knew what, when, where.
5: He was not informed until last Friday that Secretary Austin was in the hospital. He was not informed until this morning that the root cause of that hospitalization was prostate cancer. Is there a lack of trust between the Pentagon and the White House?
1: We have complete confidence in the Secretary. That is something that we have said. The President has complete confidence in the
0: Secretary. <laughs> She's an ass. We have complete confidence in the Secretary. That's what we have said. She always says that. That's what we have said. So if they say it, that means, of course, it's it's law. That's what we have said. That's the final word on it. How bad is it When you've got a major general or whatever the hell Pat Ryder is, and that of those three people, LBLL, Pat Ryder, and John Kirby, Kirby is the most honest. That's when you know your honesty level is at an all-time low. When you've been out-honestied by Kirby, he's the only guy that told the truth. This clown from the military, this is what our military is all about, you, when you've got this nitwit out there speaking, Pat Ryder, whoever you are, you loser, lying right when the woman is asking him the question. Whose decision was it to keep this from Biden? And he says, We've pro- we're, we're, we're providing that, uh, uh, we're going to do this. No, but But no, you don't. You never did tell her. You effing liar. Here's the major general again on the Austin cancer timeline.
6: On December 22nd, 2023, after consultation with his medical team, he was admitted to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center and underwent a minimally invasive surgical procedure called a prostatectomy to treat and cure prostate cancer. He was under general anesthesia during this procedure. Secretary Austin recovered uneventfully from his surgery and returned home the next morning. His prostate cancer was detected early and his prognosis is excellent. On January 1st, 2024, Secretary Austin was admitted to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center with complications from the December 22nd procedure, including nausea with severe abdominal hip and leg pain. Initial evaluation revealed a urinary tract infection. On January 2, the decision was made to transfer him to the ICU for close monitoring and a higher level of care.
0: (laughs) So they act like that's a common cold. Like, well, you know, Lloyd Austin had a cold. So, of course, why would he tell the president, his boss? Now, there's a thousand reasons not to tell Biden because he wouldn't hear you anyway. But at least say you told him. You know, hey, I told him, yeah, he didn't hear me. He's an idiot. But I did tell them. But they didn't even tell him. Why would you keep that a secret? I, there's nothing this regime does that makes any sense. There's nothing they do that's transparent. The guy who screamed and yelled about transparency when he was running for office from his basement is the least transparent person on the face of the earth. He is a pathological liar. It appears that everyone around him is a pathological liar. And so that when he stole the election, he made sure that he would bring in more pathological liars. And on your resume, if it says, you could be the most decorated military guy in the world, but if you want to be in the Department of Defense, your first line on your resume needs to be, I'm a pathological liar. And that gets their attention. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Even though below it, it says you've been court-martialed 17 times for murder, rape, incest. Uh, You're a pathological liar. We dig you. You're hired. Come work for us. And so you have people like Major General Pat Ryder, who sits there and lies full on, right right to the female reporter asking him a direct question. A direct question. There was no room for wiggle room there. He lied and then lied again. Oh, this is the information we're providing you. Uh, we've given, we've gotten it this afternoon out to you. Uh, well, wait a minute. We don't have it yet. Well, well yeah, well, you do. No, 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 you don't. Major General Pat Ryder, you disgrace to the uniform. You're a disgrace. You ought to be court-martialed because you're a pathological liar. You and that circus clown, elephant, Dumbo, who runs the Defense Department, named Lloyd Austin. Let's say that tomorrow you are afflicted with the same kind of cancer that Lloyd Austin came down with. According to doctors, it's a a moderately invasive procedure. It's done all the time. Okay. But you go tell the person who has cancer that. I've never believed that there's anything uh, remotely concerning about, or remotely minor about what they call minor surgery. All surgery is concerning. If you're placed under general anesthesia, it's concerning. And he was. So prostate cancer, while it doesn't sound like lung cancer stage four, it's still cancer. And you're the secretary of defense. So let's say that you come down with prostate cancer. Do you tell people? Do you tell your husband or wife? Do you tell your boss at work? By the way, I'm going to be out for a week. Well, why? Well, I have have prostate cancer surgery. Or do you just disappear for a week? (laughs) And then would you have your job when you came back if you did that? Of course not. It's pretty incredible. But if you have some liar, some spook liar like Major General Pat Ryder and Liar Supreme who's out there doing your lying for you, now if they wanted to keep it a secret from the public, maybe that explains why they didn't tell Biden. Because that savant, that uh, Tourette's uh, victim, would blurt it out. He'd be sitting there telling you what a mega-Republican rotten people the Trump supporters are, and then say, oh, these mega Republicans. By the way, Lloyd Austin has prostate cancer. Donald Trump's a creep. <laughs> you can almost hear that happening, can't you? We are an international laughing stock. If you thought this country was at the top of the list, we have sunk so far in three years. I know people who travel internationally quite a bit, and they they tell me all the time, people come up to them and say, what has happened to your country? Well, it's too too hard to explain, but come over and live here for about a week and you'll know. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Major Pat, Major General Pat Ryder. Peter Doocy of Fox had some questions. These are pretty basic questions, I would think, of Kirby and, and the gang. What kind of commander-in-chief is President
2: Biden that at a time when American forces are under fire in the Middle East, he can go days without knowing that his defense secretary is in a hospital bed?
5: At no time was the ability for the United States military to defend our national security interests compromised.
2: Why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? The
5: Pentagon has been... Very, very honest with themselves about uh, the um, the challenge to, to to credibility by what by what has transpired here.
0: Huh? You, you've been transparent about what? The, there's Kirby slipping back into Kirby. He he was honest for a brief shining moment. Then he thought, "What am I doing? I'm Kirby. I don't I don't have to be honest. Everybody else is lying. Why shouldn't I?" I mean, this is the order of the day in this White House, lie. And then if they catch you, lie some more. And if they tell you that you're a liar, then lie even more. But always lie. <laughs> when she says, why should anybody believe anything this administration says, the answer is you shouldn't. I give you credit for asking the question. Because the answer is always fun when you ask them a real question. They don't know what the hell to do, so they lie. (laughs) Oh, man. Rand Paul, I think, summed it up best. This whole episode with Austin, it's an indictment of Biden's regime completely.
4: I think it's sort of an indictment, though, really, of the Biden administration that the people around the president don't think he's important enough to be informed. He's sort of a figurehead. He's seen as this sort of doddering old figurehead, but he doesn't need to be told that the secretary of defense isn't around for a week or two. So I think it's really the disdain and the peripheral nature of Biden.
0: I think that's a perfect answer. (laughs) They don't think Biden's important enough to tell. And if they do tell him, he'll blurt it out. (laughs) Well, while Biden's not in churches screaming or standing in front of American flags, yelling and screaming that we're all Nazis, you know, Mr. Love Talk, Michelle Obama, you know, when they go low, we go high, yeah, okay, whatever. You've got the, the media people, remember this, I told you this story yesterday, Biden's White House has been calling the media networks and the New York Times and the Washington Post to Delaware, that's penance enough, to scold them in their coverage of Donald Trump. Imagine that by the way. A White House running for re-election calling members of the media together to scold them about how they're covering his political opponent. I mean, it just it's hard to wrap your head around this cuz you keep saying to yourself it's not really happening. But it it does happen. It is happening. And these idiots in the media go to Delaware and dutifully carry the bucket of water for Biden. And MSNBC showed it after they were called uh, to task. Here's how they reported on the economy. The United States economy gained 216,000 jobs.
2: Unemployment kept kept steady at an historic 3.7%. There's no way to paint this as anything but good. By most metrics we use to measure the health of the economy,
0: it is measurably better under Biden than it was under Trump. (laughs) How do you live with yourself? How? I mean, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? That's very difficult. That would be like me saying the Cardinals are the best team in baseball. And how, how do you say it otherwise, folks? You'd laugh at me, wouldn't you? You'd think I was an idiot. And I would be an idiot, I might add. And I would be on the payroll of the Cardinals. It's the only people who would say something that's stupid. So that's what the media is. They've been called to task, and now that's how they're responding. By the way, he said unemployment holding steady at an historic 3.7% low. When Trump was president, it was 3.5%. So if you want to get into figures, uh historic would be 3.5%, not 3.7. But that's okay. That's just one of your many lies. The job numbers, as we've told you, well, let's let Larry Cudlow respond to that nonsense. Well,
7: you've had a lot of downward revisions. It's very unusual. Uh 20%, 20% of the jobs growth in 2023 last year has now been revised out, 443,000 jobs. My guess is more is coming when the so-called benchmark revisions come. We didn't get those jobs in the first place, and the economy is not as strong.
0: (laughs) It's pretty simple. All of these jobs numbers, in 10 of the 11 months, the last 11 months, every job number has been revised downward. Downward. So the 200, did you hear the way the guy said it too, by the way? He was so excited about it. 200,000 new jobs. The only way you can say this is it's a great economy, better than Trump's. (laughs) And yet the numbers have already been downgraded. So over 450,000 of those jobs they claim they had never did materialize. But there's more to it than that. Look a little deeper, Larry Kudlow. What's the trouble with this?
7: The trouble is, over the last three years, the CPI has gone up by 17 percent. Here's the issue, politically and economically. We have an affordability crisis because wages have only gone up by 14 percent. So real wages, worker wages, middle class wages after inflation have come down by 3 percent. Here's another way of looking at it. Average weekly earnings, okay, was three hundred ninety nine dollars when Joe Biden uh, took office, and the most recent number is three hundred and eighty dollars. So for three years, middle class folks have seen a decline of nineteen bucks, or roughly five percent, four point seven percent. That's the affordability problem. Prices of groceries, electricity, even gasoline. Uh, inflation has come down, the rate of inflation. But prices continue to rise over the period the legacy of high inflation continues. Wages have not kept up.
0: <laughs> so about 5% of your money has disappeared because of the average weekly earnings going away. Prices have gone up. And yet some idiot on K- um, MSNBC wants to tell you that Anyway, you cut it. This economy is better than Trump's. <laughs> you're paying more taxes. You're paying more to pump. You're paying more at the grocery store. You're paying more for clothes. You're paying more to go to the movies. You're paying more for dinner. But somehow it's better. I can't decide, and it's a it's a tough call because it's too close to call. Are media people just uncommonly stupid? Or are they uncommonly suck-ups? I think it's too hard to call. Because I don't think they're very smart. I know they suck up. That much I know. There is not an ounce of credibility in the media. Not an ounce left. Once Mike Wallace died at 60 Minutes, 60 Minutes was dead. And that was the last bastion of anything resembling journalism in broadcast. Tucker Carlson, of course, but he's essentially been canceled. So now you have nobody on Fox worth watching, worth paying attention to. They're all simply egomaniacs. I mean, think about their lineup at night. Other than Gutfeld, which is a comedy show, and a spectacular one, I might add. But even he is more pointed in his comments than the other people. The other people are just out there to stroke themselves. From Hannity to Jesse Waters to Ingram. All all they're about is themselves. They want you to know how great they are. (laughs) It's sickening. And then you've got Ron DeSantis, who... Fox alternates pushing and promoting with Nikki Haley. They were promoting Christie for a while. I think they thought Christie would somehow catch fire if they got behind him. He flamed out like, of course, he would have with or without them. So they moved on to DeSantis and Haley now. Those are their two favorites. If you watched any of their little town hall with Haley and DeSantis the last two nights, and the only thing I did watch were the highlights, so I I must plead guilty I did not watch them. What I did see, though, was an effort by Brett Baer and Martha McCallum, two never-Trumpers, to somehow make people believe that Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley could possibly be the Republican nominee. Now tonight, Donald Trump goes on there. Watch how they grill him. They handled these two with kid gloves, let them say whatever they wanted to say, no matter how nonsensical it was. And some of it was really nonsensical. I mean, some of it was really stupid, actually. For instance, Ron DeSantis, who I guess thinks that if you go to each corner of the state of Iowa, that you somehow are automatically given the victory in the primary there in the caucus.
6: We're going to do well here. I think Iowa rewards... The intensive approach where you're showing up in 99 counties. I've, a, I've answered questions from everyone in all corners of the state.
0: So, if I go answer questions in all corners of the state, should I be elected? Should I get the uh, victory in Iowa? According to DeSantis, you should. And, of course, he's pointing his comments at Donald Trump, who hasn't gone to every corner of Iowa, because why would you? You have a 30-point lead. I actually don't care what happens in Iowa because Iowa's meaningless. Trump lost Iowa in 2016. Ted Cruz won. Iowa does things a little differently these caucuses. So it really doesn't tell you. I don't even know why they have polls in Iowa because they're not accurate. It says Trump has a 30-point lead, but does he really? I doubt it. It won't come out that way because the way Iowa chooses their... Their candidates in the primaries. But it, it's irrelevant anyway. I love Fox this morning. Nikki Haley surging in New Hampshire, surging. She's seven points behind in New Hampshire after getting the endorsement of that crook, is my opinion, crook, Sununu. And by crook, I mean because he's a liar uh, and, and he's a fraud and he's a phony. Uh, but other than that, you know, have at it, Sununu. But because he endorsed her, she's seven points behind Trump, and they call that surging. Do you know what they call a seven-point lead normally? An ass-kicking. But in this case, Fox wants you to think that she's surging. She isn't surging anywhere. There isn't a chance in this world that Nikki Haley would ever be the Republican nominee. And I pray to God she isn't. As phony as I think DeSantis is, I'd take him over Nikki Haley. But it's not going to matter. It's going to be Trump. DeSantis weighed in, though, on the New York City removal of the students from the high schools, which is just unbelievable. And in this case, DeSantis is spot on.
6: You talk about putting Americans last. You're having these kids. You're depriving these kids of in-person education to be able to house people that don't have a right to be here uh, to begin with. That's Joe Biden's America in a nutshell. Uh, so I think it's disgraceful that that's happening. So by this has been one of Biden, probably the biggest failure, just simply because he has more control over this. Uh, there's certain things president may not have direct control over. He, he is causing this. Uh, he could stop it and he's choosing not to stop it.
0: He is choosing not to stop it. There ain't any doubt about that. And it is all Biden. There's no doubt about that. It's all Biden. And so it appears with Biden to talking and, and going out on his little campaign trail and trying to scream and yell that he's going to be running against Donald Trump. Now, Mikey Obama, as we pointed out yesterday, and we have more today for you coming up, is making noise as if it's going to run. But Leo Terrell is black, and he understands there's a major disconnect between blacks and the Democrats and specifically blacks and Biden.
6: There's a disconnect between Joe Biden and black Americans today. Remember Charlemagne the God? He came out last week and said, I'm not voting for the Democrats this year. So that's the reason why. There is a disconnect between black Americans who are individual in their decision-making, who are now voting for Donald Trump. And they cannot cannot reconcile that situation by bringing up events that occurred in the 50s, and the 60s. That's what Joe Biden did today,
7: and it failed.
0: Carpe diem, Leo Terrell. (laughs) So true, right? So true. Imagine what poor Donald Trump's going through right now. And I've got to read you this because it's been sent to me, and I looked at it yesterday, and and these are facts. Again, we deal in facts on this show. Imagine being, this was tweeted out by Charlie Kirk. Imagine being in President Trump's shoes for a moment on January 6th as you get word the Capitol is being swarmed. So take take yourself back to January 6th, 2021, you're Donald Trump. You just get word the Capitol is being swarmed. You were considered a near lock to be a two-term president in February of 2020. You delivered one of the best economies ever seen for three years before China unleashed a lab-grown virus on the planet, and of course, Democrats went along with it. You warned states repeatedly of the dangers of mass mail-in voting, but Democrats forced the measures through anyway. You watched as election officials caved to COVID fear-mongering to election, tech, election integrity measures violating election laws and state constitutions. You witness 51 intelligence officials collude with big tech to censor a bombshell story about a laptop that directly implicated Joe Biden. You campaigned tirelessly to sold-out arenas crisscrossing the country with historic enthusiasm. Your opponent is a two-time failed candidate, disqualified for plagiarism, who barely survived the primary and then barely left his basement during the campaign. You win 74 million-plus votes, more than any other presidential candidate has ever won. You learn that somehow 159 people voted, the largest turnout in the United States' history, breaking the previous record by 20 million votes. The first time more than 140 million people voted, and the highest percent turnout in 120 years. You somehow quote unquote lose by 42,000 votes in three states among a host of irregularities, dropbox scandals, controversies and despite winning practically every bellwether county and state. You think back and remember they spied on your campaign, invented a fake Russia hoax, impeached you twice and constantly smeared and lied about you in the media. You remember that anarchists and race hustlers unleashed months of riots and chaos in a possible domestic color revolution. You remember that you offered National Guard troops on January 6th, but the offer was denied by Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser. You remember that you said just hours before to peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol. You remember everything you'd given up in your previous life to be hated, attacked, and vilified by the D.C. snakes, insiders, and elitists. Your own vice president just fist-bumped Nancy Pelosi inside the Capitol. You realize the entire D.C. cabal has conspired and plotted to hand the White House to a puppet they could control. Is it any wonder why Donald Trump might have been a little upset on January 6th? He wasn't responsible for anything that happened, despite what the media says. It was four years of lying, cheating, and betrayal by those who wanted to get Trump at all costs. Nevertheless, he still gathered himself and released a video telling people to go home, an act the illegitimate January 6th committee tried to criminalize. Then they impeached him again. Despite all of it, he's decided to come back to retake the White House, finish what he started, a decision that provoked Biden's Department of Justice to indict him multiple times for 700 years in federal prison. Who else could endure what Donald Trump has endured? Boy, that's the truth. Throw in, by the way, a dose of losing billions of dollars in his own personal wealth by being president. You might want to toss that in there. (laughs) Amazing, isn't it? Just simple insanity. What they've done to this man is criminal. Criminal. But he knows that we're under attack not just from within but by other countries because of what we have within. What are they doing to us, President Trump?
4: What other countries have done to us and now with this all-electric mandate, all of those cars are going to be made in China. They're not going to be made here. They're going to be made in China. The all-electric car, they don't go far and they cost so much. You know, It's very simple. Somebody said, well, Should we make it more complex? You don't have to. They don't go far, and they cost too much. If you want to take a very short trip, it's nice. But if you want to go, like, beyond uh, the state line (laughs) without having to get a charge for two and a half hours, it's so crazy what they're doing. They're destroying our country.
0: Yes, they are. They are destroying our country, and they've gone pretty deep into the destruction process. It's not like we're on the peripheral, or the periphery, I'm sorry they are, they are destroying it and they're well underway president trump what will you do
4: so what we'll be doing is we'll be drilling we'll be reducing energy that'll bring down inflation that'll bring down interest rates if you want to buy a home today you're middle income and you want to go out to a bank the banks number one don't have money and if they do have money they're loaning it at 9 and 10 and 11% or not loaning it really at all
0: that's what he's going to do help americans And to that end, I think Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming made the case for President Trump in black and white, very simple terms, easy to understand, and he did so last night.
4: You know, when President Trump was in office, we had the best economy in my lifetime. In most of our lifetime, we had uh, energy independence. Our enemies feared us, and we had a secure border. And now under Joe Biden, we have high prices. We have a wide-open border. This... What's happened at the border, the surrender at the border has allowed eight million illegal immigrants into the country. Joe Biden goes and begs our enemies for fuel and energy. Uh, This is a disaster. We cannot afford another four years of Joe Biden's failure. So if you want to get the country back on track, which is what I want to do, we need a strong Republican conservative House and Senate, and we need Donald Trump back in the White House. And that's why tonight, I am endorsing Donald Trump for president of the United States.
0: Carpe diem, Senator Barrasso from Wyoming. A great endorsement for President Trump. Now, we know what the Democrats are trying to do to him. We know what their strategy is. We've known it all along. Now, when you've said it to your liberal friends or your liberal family members, when you've told them flat out, all of these indictments are bogus, They're designed to get one thing done, to get a conviction at the state district court level before the election. Never mind what the appeal will do. Never mind what the Supreme Court will ultimately decide. They want that conviction in their pocket before the election. And the appeal won't be heard until afterwards. That's been the strategy all along in all of these cases. Because the Democrats were so hopelessly corrupt, they couldn't even stay out of trouble in the duration leading up to the trial they hoped to have. For instance, in Georgia, Fannie Willis, who brought these bogus charges, now is engaged in a corruption ring with her lover boy, who she has already made certain would be enriched by a million dollars in legal fees. And they've gone on cruises together, vacations together, with the money that he has profited off of her appointing him to get involved in the Trump case. We've got Jack Smith, the jackass, trying to go around Supreme Court traditional law, case law, and somehow get things done that would never get done at a rapid pace, and won't this time either. And then last night, the CNN legal analyst, he calls himself, Norm Eisen, leaked the actual truth as to what the Democrats have been up to, what they've wanted, and the end result as they see it.
7: One consistent through line in the polling all year long backs up what Doug says, which is, if you ask, even in these very close polls... Voters, what if Donald Trump is convicted? You see big swings. That bombshell New York Times-Siena poll, which had Trump ahead in all the swing states, a 14-point turnaround. Trump goes from five points up to nine points down if convicted. This is for all the marbles.
0: (laughs) This is for all the marbles. We've got to get a conviction. I mean, they're brazenly telling you what they're up to. If we heard that being uttered in Moscow, we would all say, see, that's the difference between Russia and the United States. If you heard that in North Korea, you'd say the same thing, or China. But we're hearing it in the United States, where the opposition party is trying to get their leading opponent jailed, and not even jailed, really, just convicted, because they want to put that in the minds of the voters. They don't care if it's real. You heard him say it. It's for all the marbles. Jeez, how do these people live? How do you go to bed at night and look yourself in the mirror? Scumbag. And while he's mouthing that, here comes a new statewide poll in the state of Michigan, a battleground state that was won by the Democrats by a narrow margin in 2020. When I say won in quotes... Trump's lead over Biden has widened as much as 12 points now. That's when given a list of Trump, Biden, and third-party candidates. So that would include Robert Kennedy Jr., Joe Manchin. Pretty amazing. (laughs) 12-point lead. 47%. Say they preferred Donald Trump. (laughs) Now that's in a head-to-head match between just Trump and Biden. 47% Trump, 39% Biden, an eight-point lead. When you put third-party candidates in, it goes to 12 points. The group that conducted the poll in Michigan, uh, their founder said, if I were a Democrat in Michigan, I would be breaking the emergency fire alarms in the White House and demanding to know what the plan is for Michigan because these numbers are very bad for any party incumbent. (laughs) Breaking the fire alarm. I love that. When Michiganders were asked... If they believe Biden had performed well enough to deserve to be reelected, only 17% said he had. 77% said they were ready for a new leader. (laughs) These are historical numbers. It's incredible. So they want to get Trump convicted. You heard that from the CNN analyst. And so how would they do that? Well, one way is to make sure that he isn't granted immunity at any level, and so the way to do that, says Sandy Cortez, is get rid of Justice Clarence Thomas. He must recuse himself on any decision involving Donald Trump. That's their shot at getting a 4-4 deadlock in the Supreme Court. Now, why does she want Clarence Thomas out? Because his wife is a Trump supporter, of course.
3: It's very clear. Clarence Thomas and, rather, his wife, Jenny, Participated in the events of January 6th and now what is likely going before the Supreme Court is a judgment as to whether an event that his wife participated in qualifies as an insurrection. This is just one of the most classic textbook conflicts of interest.
0: I love being lectured by a bartender. Now there are some times you go into a bar and there's a, a good bartender, you know the guy or the gal, you sit there and you, you know, you empty your soul to them, you've seen Movies made of those things. But it's a movie. And I'm sure that people in real life will go confide in their bartender. But truthfully, I don't want to hear advice from Sandy Cortez, bartender. Okay? Save it. You illiterate monster. She is illiterate. It's a classic case of conflict of interest. As if she would know what a classic case of anything is. Ginny Thomas participated in the events of January 6th. What events? What events? She went and listened to a speech. She supported President Trump. That's her real sin. Why don't you just say so, Cortez? Bartender? Hey, barkeep, why don't you just say she supports Trump so we don't want him being involved in a decision? Because that's our only hope is a 4-4 deadlock. They're counting on Tom, uh, 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 Justice um, Roberts, of course, being their fourth liberal. So let's just get rid of them. It's the the entire philosophy of liberals. If the law is against us, let's ignore the law or break the law. And if we have judges, let's get rid of them if they disagree with us. (laughs) It's how they operate. Then you have the morning schmo, Joe Scarborough, always worthy of a good laugh because he is so stupid. Anybody who would be married to that bobblehead that he's married to is worth listening to for good humor. (laughs) And he claims that when Americans are talking, woo, if they're talking about Trump, good things are happening for the Democrats. And then he has some psychopath guest on. Listen to this.
2: When Americans
6: are talking about Donald Trump, Democrats win. And as Donald Trump goes into this election and he says crazier things every day, and they're getting
2: crazier, crazier, mm-hmm. Donald Trump's numbers likely will go down again. Mm-hmm.
4: Joe, you would hope so. You would hope that insane rantings that sound like someone should not be in power, rather they should be in a straightjacket and given some kind of injection.
0: Isn't that beautiful? That's the kind of responsibility you see in Journalism today. You put some wench on who doesn't know a damn thing, nobody even knows who she is, who claims that a presidential candidate, a former president, should be in a straitjacket and given an injection. How about Scarborough? Begging. He's just begging. Oh, if Trump says these crazy things, surely his poll numbers are likely to go down, aren't they? I pray. And yet they don't. They go up when he says the things that you claim are crazy. And by the way, they lie about what he says. Isn't it great? (laughs) When Donald Trump, this is Biden's big deal now. When Donald Trump says American blood is poisoned by these illegal aliens, is he not telling you the truth? How many thousands, tens of thousands of deaths caused by fentanyl poisoning are there because of these people carrying it across the border, thanks to China? Yes, that would mean that the blood is being poisoned. You psychopath. How about this? Our good friend Owen Schroyer, who was imprisoned as a part of the January 6th Stain on America, and by the stain on America, I don't mean the protesters. I mean the liberals, their judges, their prosecutors, and their sentencing. That's the stain on America forever that we held political prisoners here. While our friend Owen Schroyer had to suffer through that, solitary confinement. By the way, Owen and his uh, uh, girlfriend had a baby yesterday, a baby girl. So congratulations to Owen. But while Owen was in prison, I wonder if he thought about Ray Epps. Ray Epps, the guy who threatened to sue Tucker Carlson, the guy who threatened to sue anybody who talked about him in any negative way. Ray Epps has been exposed by video that has surfaced from January 6th that's been out there actually for a while, but it seems to be getting more play now. This is Ray Epps, who, and you will hear the Trump supporters. This is the night before. This is on January 5, 2021. Ray Epps is trying to tell everybody there, you've got to go into the Capitol tomorrow morning. You've got to go in. In other words, encouraging Trump supporters to go into the Capitol because that's what the plan was for the liberals. And they and they, these Trump supporters, way too smart for Ray Epps, they figured him out. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What?
1: Fed, 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 Fed. Tomorrow?
0: Calling him Fed. Fed, Fed, Fed. They knew who he was. They immediately said, no, we're not going to the Capitol. Fed, Fed, Fed. That's what Ray Epps was. He's a Fed. And what did Ray Epps get for that, by the way? Ray Epps, who tried to, well, if you, if you believe anything, you, you have to believe that tape right there. Ray Epps, who should, if anybody went to jail, would have been him, right? He was actually encouraging. He received one-year probation, a $500 fine, and 100 hours of community service. But the liberals tell you that, well, there's no two-tiered justice system in this country. What are you talking about, man? Come on! <laughs> Remember when Mikey Obama said this a few years ago at the convention in two thousand sixteen when they're nominating Hildy?
5: When someone is cruel or acts like a bully, you don't stoop to their level. No, our motto is: when they go low, we go high.
0: So you don't—you know—not a bully. You know, You mean you go high like this? Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an
2: extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. He calls those who oppose him vermin. He talks about the blood of America as being poisoned, echoing the same exact language Used the Nazi Germany. And yet, an extreme movement in America, the MAGA Republicans, led by a defeated president, is trying to steal history now.
0: Trying to steal history? What does that even mean? How do you steal history? And if you could steal history, wouldn't that be less evil than stealing elections? Like you did? So is that what Mikey Obama was talking about when she said, we go high when they go low? I think not. And remember uh, when Mikey announces that it's running for president, remember these words, that Mikey Obama was only proud of this country when its husband was president.
5: For the first time in my adult lifetime, I'm really proud of my country. And not just because Barack has done well, but because I think people are hungry for change. I have been desperate to see... <laughs> Our country moving in that direction and just not feeling so alone in my frustration and disappointment.
0: People want change. That's why I'm proud of the country. Is there anybody more full of crap than this bigot? By the way, she loves being a racist. And during this podcast she did a couple of days ago, she wanted to make sure that she didn't leave out the fact that she is, in fact, an abject racist.
5: Other people can be indicted a bunch of times and still run for office. Mm-hmm. Black men can't. You just learn to be good. And in the end, you benefit from that extra resilience.
0: <laughs> can you believe that? As if the Obamas didn't do enough to stir the racial pot while they were in office, while he was in office. Everything was racism then, if you recall. Nobody cared about racism. Nobody was talking about racism in this country until Obama got elected. And once the mulatto was in there, he decided he would stir it up. And then race became the central issue in everything. The reason he had to stir up racial racial, uh, divide is, of course, because he, like all liberals, have no policy ideas. So he has nothing to make the country better. He'll just start creating discord. If there's discord, he can point out who's responsible for it. Of course, it's not him. And then he'll get reelected. That's how all liberals operate. Biden has nothing to run on. Obama had nothing to run on. Obama was blessed with two complete incompetent buffoons as opponents. That made a difference. Got him reelected. <laughs> I wonder if LBLL. Care to comment on Mikey Obama's comments? A little black lesbian, little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre. Care to comment on Mikey?
1: We want to be careful. Again, we're talking about uh, upcoming election this year, so don't want to comment on that. Uh, obviously, we're going to let uh, the, the former First Lady speak for herself. Uh, what I can tell you is that she uh, obviously supports uh, the agenda, this president's agenda, President Biden's agenda, and how we're moving forward in making sure that we have an economy that works for all. Uh, And moving forward, certainly on implementing some of these important key uh, historic legislation that the president was able to pass. But I'm not going to comment specifically on what she she stated.
0: She always talks about historic legislations. By the way, that's not even proper grammar. But there is no historic legislation that O'Biden passed. Where is it? What's it doing for the country? The Great Infrastructure Act can't even fix potholes. The build back better plan. What's being built, what's being built back, and what's better? Answer, altogether class, nothing. Absolutely nothing. But as always, we let other people speak and summarize it all for us. And I think sometimes it's great to hear someone as intelligent as Whoopi Goldberg pontificate on the state of affairs in our country and I think it's always important uh, to hear Whoopi, who I think should be arrested. But here's Whoopi telling lie after lie after lie about President Trump and trying to get you to not vote for him. This is how desperate liberals are. People's faith in the country is waning. That's
5: the the thing that's pissing me off because, in fact... There's a reason Joe Biden ran the way he did, there's a reason he's running for democracy now because that's really what's at stake. You worried that you can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. That's what he said. I'm going to be good on day one and I'm going to turn into this other person. So here's the deal. This is all up to you. This is all up to you. We can sit up here till we're green in the face. But this really comes down to the people. What is the country you want? Do you want the country that you kind of thought you had where we all get to say what we think and we don't have to be afraid of being American and believing that yeah, there will be people who come in and some will get in quick And some will take a different route, but they're coming here for a reason. Because they're living in a place that's not good for their families. If you're okay with that, you understand that, then fight for us to find a better way to make immigration work. Fight for that. Don't fight for keeping everybody out, because then we all have to leave.
0: (laughs) First of all, there's not a single person who has ever advocated keeping everybody out. Not A single person. Not Biden, not Hildy, not Obama, not Donald Trump. No one has advocated that. So she's a liar, of course. But don't you love it when she says, don't you want the country where you can say what you believe? Yeah, we do. When she says, what kind of country do I want? I want one without you. That's the kind of country I want. I would love, my perfect dream is a country without people like Whoopi Goldberg. Lying pieces of crap. That's what she is. We could have a country where people can come in here. Some will get here quickly. Why would some get here quickly? Why would some get in here before others? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but she's stupid. She truly is stupid. (laughs) But don't you love that Donald Trump promised to put us in camps? You think it's hard to pay your bills? Well, you won't have to worry if the other guy gets in because he's promised to put you in a camp. Of course, that's untrue again. Donald Trump has said no such thing, nothing even like it. He's going to force people to do his bidding, she said. What bidding? How can Donald Trump force me to do whatever his bidding is? It sounds good to liberal ears. That's why she says things that are that stupid. Stupid stuff always sounds good to stupid people. Liberals are stupid. Whoopi Goldberg is even beyond the liberal standard. She's illiterate. I don't know how that woman ever, ever got a job in acting or, of course, this show that she's on now is just a sham. <laughs> Very bizarre. But she's very bizarre. Always has been, always will be. She's kind of a nutcase, to be honest with you. Excuse me, did I say kind of a nutcase? She is a nutcase. A complete, total nutcase. But those comments, and they get away with it. And of course those other bobbleheads just sit there on that set, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now one of them, would have the nerve to speak up and say, Donald Trump never said any such thing. Where are you getting that, Whoopi? Which camp did Donald Trump say he's going to put you in, Whoopi? Which camp? Tell us. Just tell us. If you can name the camp, we'll assume it's true. What bidding are you going to be forced to do by Donald Trump? The stuff she says doesn't even make sense. And yet people are out there going, oh, yeah. Yeah, we hear you, Whoopi. We hear Whoopi. It's like the movie, I See Dead People. We hear Whoopi. We hear you, Whoopi.
5: I'm a big butt. I'm a big butt.
0: I'm sorry, Whoopi, I couldn't quite hear you.
5: I'm a big butt.
0: Yeah, you are that. Gigantic would be more like it. You know what's gigantic? The deals you can get at stl-cars.com. I always say there's two ways to buy a car. You can go to stl-cars.com, or you can go to car dealerships, four or five of them. Now, in those four or five trips, you're never going to see more than, well, I would guess, 50 cars total combined, maybe a little more, maybe 100 tops. And you're going to beat your head against the wall trying to strike a deal. It's going to take you all day. Maybe you give up Saturday, wild card weekend Saturday. Instead, after you get that deal done six, seven hours later, you come home exhausted. You just want to hop in the shower and go to bed. You've wasted your whole day. Instead, you could be watching the games and getting a car. Now, how can you do that, Kevin? stl-cars.com? Just sit down in front of the TV. Go to the website. Put the football game on. Scroll through the over 1,000 cars, vehicles, trucks, SUVs. Pick the one you want. Text or call Don at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you want to pay for it. He'll say, okay, done. And then you've got your deal done. And it's not even halfway through the first quarter. The first possession might not even be done. It'll take you as long as it takes you to identify a vehicle that you like. That's how easy it is. If you can't find one, and remember, you're going to get to look at over a 1,000. You can still call him or text him at the same number and tell him, Don, I couldn't quite find what I wanted. Here's what I want. Can you get it? He'll say, yes. What do you want to pay for it? Tell him what you want to pay for it. He'll go get it for you because he has this vast inventory all over the country that he can choose from. He gets it done. I've purchased three vehicles from him through the years. My son just got an SUV delivered from Alabama. stl-cars.com. Don't do it the conventional way, folks. Break the mold. You know, there is a new way to do things, and sometimes it's a much better way. And in this case, it's better on every category. The time you waste, going dealership to dealership, the opportunity to view more cars and vehicles and trucks and SUVs, the deal that you're going to get, the quickness you're going to get it done with, the hassle-free way of doing business, stl-cars.com. Remember, call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 3251. 3251. And then you'll have it taken care of. Kind of nice, isn't it? It's about as easy as it gets. We'll take a break, and then we're coming back in a Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court, right after this. (laughs)
1: I see you. You were shining like a diamond in that dress. We were young and love and reckless. We were just two kids. When I went and my name. Now here I am. Just a few months later Coming home to you I'm flying with my brothers Yeah, we fought real hard We're all packed up and headed home and If you're reading this There'll come a time real soon Where family, friends and flowers fill the room Two men with starch white gloves Fold the colors till they touch It's probably more than I deserve But I'm proud to get this much Sending all the love I ever had Inside this folded flag Soon to do. Wish I could be there now to hold you both. And if you're reading this, you're probably about to cry. Running through your head the questions why. As two men with starch white gloves hold the colors till they touch. Probably more than I deserve. But I'm proud to get this much. Send them. All- starch white gloves fold the colors till they touch it's probably more than I deserve but I'm proud to get this much I'm sending all the love I ever had inside this folded flag I'm sending all And this folded flag
0: Welcome back in, Kevin Slayton with you on this hump day, Wednesday morning. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. This is where you come to get the live version of the show every morning, 7 to 9 Central Time. Don't forget our Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court Sports Show, which comes your way at noon Central Time every day on 590 the fan and 590thefan.com. But you can find a podcast to this show and that show always on Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, Anchor, and, of course, right here on com, as well as 590TheFan.com. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460, You know, it's interesting that uh, Whoopi would talk about Donald Trump wants to put you in a camp, Now, they create these things out of the clear blue sky because Donald Trump's never said any such thing, right? He joked about being a dictator on day one, and by that he meant executive orders to undo everything Biden has done to destroy the country. And it was a joke, by the way, but of course the liberals don't know how to joke. That's why comedy's dead in this country. But didn't the Democrats just put us into camps, vaccination camps. I mean, Biden called you out if you were unvaccinated. You were the problem in this country. Biden turned your neighbors, your relatives against you. Biden put your life in jeopardy by calling people out that have not been vaccinated, that you're the reason people are getting sick and dying because of you. Imagine telling a country of over 300 million people that. Your life is in jeopardy. Did Biden care that he was lying? Of course not. Did Biden care that your life was in jeopardy? He doesn't care about that either. I I can never get past how people don't see this. And there are people who don't see this. And people who never will see this. I just, I, I, I can't understand it. But it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Here's something else that's unbelievable. We covered it on our sports show yesterday. And we'll do more of it today. I don't know if you've heard the story of Terrence Shannon Jr., the Illinois basketball player. We've mentioned it briefly on our show here. Um, but his lawyers have now filed for a restraining order to prohibit Illinois from suspending him. He's been accused of rape, and of course, as I've said forever, the, the the alleged perpetrator's name should never be released and the alleged victim's name should never be released until the case is resolved. Because then if the alleged perpetrator is guilty, then the, the community should know that there's a rapist among them. But if he is acquitted, his name should never be t- told. And so why why would you expose him to this life-ruining Media coverage while the case is pending. It doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. And so his lawyers now have filed, and I love that they have, for this restraining order against the University of Illinois. I can't wait to see what the uh, courts have to say about it. But it's really a disgrace. We're talking about due process here. And in Terrence Shannon Jr.'s case, this temporary restraining order should be issued immediately, and I hope it is. And people are going to say, of course, they're always going to say, hey, well, gosh, do you, you really, uh, you're on the side of a, of a rapist? He's not a rapist. He's an alleged, this is an allegation, Can we all understand what this is? It's an allegation. Nothing more, nothing less. And so what happens with an allegation? Evidence is presented. We find out who's actually guilty or innocent. If the girl's lying, I've said all along she should be sent to prison for as long as his jail sentence would have been had he been convicted. And then and only then will you stop fake rape charges. I don't think there's anything more evil than accusing someone of rape or sexual assault who you know is innocent. Now we don't know if he is or if he isn't. And that's the point here. The point is, let's find out before issuing punishment. Doesn't that make sense? Otherwise, we're right back to the Salem witch trials. I accuse you of being a witch. You have in, in, put upon me a spell. Yeah, but there's no evidence that says that. Well, I don't have to have evidence. I just said so. That's how those cases were decided back in Salem. Is that who we are today? Any woman can just simply make a claim and the man's life is ruined? Does anybody think that's fair because you want to see the case play out with real evidence and real witness testimony doesn't mean that you consider rape to be anything less than it is people need to get that through their thick heads too that if you say i'm a i'm a fan of due process i'm a fan of not ruining someone's life for no reason that, that, that doesn't equate to, oh, by the way, she deserved it. That's how people think. I mean, you hear it all the time. Oh, so you're in favor of the rapist? Uh, excuse me, how'd you get that conclusion? There is no rapist here. Not yet. No one's been convicted of anything. We have an allegation. And on allegations, you shouldn't be for, forced to give up your career, to give up your life, ruin your life in that community forever, by the way. We all know how it works. Years from now, Terrence Shannon Jr., if he's not playing professional basketball, and that, by the way, will be in jeopardy now, will be going to look for a job, and they'll say, Terrence Shannon, Terrence Shannon, that name sounds familiar. Oh, you were the guy that was accused of rape. Um, I was acquitted of that charge. Yeah, but you did something. You had to do something or she wouldn't have said that. That's how people think. We know that's how they think. And why would you do that to a young guy? To anybody. Old guy, young guy, middle-aged guy. This Me Too thing is one of the most dangerous things that's ever hit this country. Now, of course, they're cowards. They're worthless. When it comes to actual rapes, and violence toward Jewish women by Hamas, the Me Too people are quiet, strangely silent. I find that fascinating. But not surprising, cowards are like that. But what it says is, when there are beasts among us, like Harvey Weinstein, Oprah's friend I might add, they should be punished. And he was. That, however, because he was guilty, doesn't mean the next guy is. And so that's where we have the problem. And I say shame on the University of Illinois. I hope this case is heard very quickly, and usually restraining order cases are heard within two weeks of filing. I hope it's heard today. It's an equitable action, which means it has to be heard now, or there will be unending damage done to the alleged perpetrator. So let's do it. It needs to be finished. He needs due process. If you suspend him, if this suspension stands, you might as well throw this standard of the presumption of innocence right out the window. Throw it out the window because it doesn't hold any water anymore. It's over. There's no such thing. The presumption here issued by the University of Illinois is a presumption of guilt. They presume him guilty, so therefore we'll suspend him. We won't kick him off the team yet, but we might as well. If you truly believed in the presumption of innocence, you would say, okay, the allegations have been made. We take them very seriously. We're letting the legal process and the criminal process play out. In the interim period, he will continue to play for the University of Illinois until further evidence is warranted, and by that we mean a conviction. And if there's not a conviction, we stand by our player. Is that so hard? That concept of actually letting the court system play out, is that so difficult to understand? Apparently it is because, again, we have university people who are hopelessly woke and cowardly, who are afraid of little Johnny and Mommy's basement on social media writing negative things about them if they allow Terrence Shannon to continue playing. This is the Trevor Bauer story all over again, to this point. We know that Trevor Bauer was actually exonerated. We don't know yet about Terrence Shannon. But the problem was they ruined Trevor Bauer's career. And now that he's been exonerated, they continue to ruin it because they won't touch him. Imagine that. Professional sports, which welcomes... Scalawags of every degree. They take women beaters. They take uh, illegal gun owners. They'll take anybody if you can play, but they won't take Trevor Bauer. And they don't want anything to do with Terrence Shannon. It's pretty pathetic. Your thoughts are certainly welcome, toll free, or excuse me, not toll free, but 636 three four eight forty four sixty six three six three four eight forty four sixty. I don't understand how anybody could think otherwise on this. I'd love to hear it if you do think otherwise why you think that way. Why do you think his freedom to play basketball should be taken away from him? And don't give me this, well, it's a privilege to play for Illinois. It's not a right. Nobody said it was a right. He's earned his way there. He's earned his way into their starting lineup, By playing great. He's their leading scorer, one of the leading players in the country. So it has nothing to do with being a right versus a privilege. He's earned the right to play. The question is, why are you taking it away from him? And I'd like to hear the answer. The University of Illinois doesn't have the answer. They refused to comment on the lawsuit that was filed. So they've sent their lawyers scurrying to try to save face. They know they violated his due process. I hope, and it is a hope and a prayer, because in this day, in the judiciary in this country, you can never count on a judge ruling by the law. You can't count on a judge doing the right thing. You mostly can count on a judge doing whatever is politically expedient for him or her. Some judges still get elected, and as long as they get elected, they're going to do things politically rather than, by the law. I've often said we should take the prosecutor's job and judge's uh, positions away from the electorate. They should not be politicized in any way. In fact, I really think, rather than have a governor appoint judges, I think you should have a panel of other judges appoint judges judges who are already there. Now many of them are corrupt and we know that you're never going to get a perfect system. But in this Terrence Shannon case, this is a no-brainer. If you follow due process, if you believe in the presumption of innocence, it's a no-brainer. He gets to play. If you were accused of rape, and let's say you work at Boeing or Anheuser-Busch, you were accused of rape. First of all, it wouldn't be in the newspaper, it wouldn't be on television, so they're, they're you are getting away with that part of it but secondarily would you be suspended from your job no you wouldn't because you'd sue them and that's exactly what Illinois deserves and I hope that it doesn't stop at just a restraining order I hope Terrence Shannon sues them and then continues to sue them that's what I hope (laughs) <laughs> unbelievable and they will win keep bringing the fastball terrence shannon because that's what needs to be done you know i remember uh, a lot a lot of people when my son was playing basketball and he was with a Nike All-American, he was with a lot of the elite players in this camp, the Nike All-American camp, that was by invitation. And I told him, and I told a couple of people that I knew that were uh, players in the camp that were from our area. And I said to them, and I said to him, you guys need to understand to stay away from situations that involve women who are interested in your basketball prowess as opposed to you. Because it's a scary thing. And you've got to be aware of it. That this happens. So the minute someone thinks that you are going to make money, and a lot of it, and in Terrence Shannon's case, he was going to make a lot of money, projected first-round NBA draft pick. Now you've got problems, and those problems will not go away. And here we go. This is the situation he's in. Well, we hope it changes. We're, we'll be talking about this a little bit more on the uh, sports show today, the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Back fighting the good fight here tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.